Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, live and direct from the press box at Old Comiskey Park, it's time for When Football Was Football. Let's join your host, Joe Ziemba, with another forgotten tale from Chicago's pro football history. Let's go! Thank you, and welcome back to When Football Was Football here on the Sports History Network. It was a long week and a long wait for the Chicago Cardinals as the club waited for an Eastern Division playoff result to determine which team would play the Cardinals for the 1947 NFL Championship. And now, 75 years ago to the day, we continue our mini-series on the 1947 Chicago Cardinals Championship Quest here on the Sports History Network. I'm your host, Joe Ziemba. After handily defeating the Chicago Bears 30-21 on December 14th to grab the Western Division title, the Cardinals learned that Pittsburgh and Philadelphia were deadlocked atop the Eastern Division and the aforementioned playoff would be held in Pittsburgh on December 21st. Although the two Eastern foes had split a pair of games earlier in the season, it appeared that the Steelers might have the advantage since the game would be played in Pittsburgh and the Steelers had also completed their season a week before and enjoyed some valuable time off from the NFL battlefield. But no one was openly confident, including team owner Art Rooney of the Steelers. When asked by the Pittsburgh Sun-Telegraph about his team's chances in the upcoming battle, Rooney simply replied, Gee, I don't know. I'm hoping. Ever since I've been in the league, I've been wanting to win the Eastern Championship, and I'd certainly like to make it this time. While the Cardinals continued to practice in Chicago during the off week, mostly to keep in shape, it was very difficult to prepare for the championship clash, not knowing who the opponent might be. In order to lessen the information gap about the possible opponent, Coach Jimmy Councilman and the other members of the Chicago Cardinals staff decided to attend the Eastern Division title game and personally scout both teams, just in case. Joining Councilman would be team president Ray Benningson, business manager Arch Wolf, and assistant coach Phil Handler. The Cardinals team members also took care of some personal business in a very classy manner by deciding to award a full share of their postseason earnings to the widow of halfback and punter Jeff Burkett. Burkett, a promising rookie, had passed away October 24th in a plane crash after being hospitalized in Los Angeles with an appendectomy. Meanwhile, the country was beginning to learn more about Coach Councilman, the unique and energetic mentor of the Cardinals. Long known for his dry wit and sense of humor throughout the football universe, the appearance of his team in the title game brought Councilman a bit more into the mainstream limelight. A wire service article captured some of the essence of Councilman, especially with his reputation for being a player's coach who would do anything for his team members except berate them in public. One example told the tale about 
councilman sending a substitute into a game, but the confused player was sent right back to the sidelines by his teammates, telling the coach, they say they don't want any substitutes. Well, councilman considered that message, then told the player, get back in there and tell them you're not a substitute. They've been playing with 10 men the last two minutes. Back in Philadelphia, Eagles coach Greasy Neal entertained his team the day before the Eastern Division title game by hosting a lengthy film review session of the previous contest with the Steelers. The Courier-Post newspaper reported that, The viewing last night took more than three hours as members of the team asked to have scene after scene repeated in order to check on certain Steeler maneuvers. The film study obviously worked, for the Eagles seemed to anticipate every move made by the Steelers during the Eastern Division title tilt on December 21st. Behind the accurate throwing arm of quarterback Tommy Thompson and the powerful running of Steve Van Buren, the Eagles struck early and never headed in a 21-0 domination of the Steelers. Thompson completed 11 of 17 passes for 131 yards and two touchdowns. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said, Thompson completely outsmarted the home defense. The pass defense was terrible. Although newly crowned NFL rushing leader Steve Van Buren was held in check to the tune of 45 yards on 18 carries, he also hurt the Steelers with a 15-yard scoring reception to open the scoring in the first quarter. And when in need, Van Buren picked up needed short yardage. His performance was so impressive that Pittsburgh coach Jock Sutherland remarked, Take Van Buren out of there, and the Eagles won't have the same team. But they were the better team today. He's just too, too, well, he's just too much ball player for anyone to handle for a whole game. Eagles coach Greasy Neal was short and sweet in his post-game evaluation, saying, I thought they'd dent us more than they did, but they fought like hell all the way. In the loud and joyous Philadelphia locker room, Neal faced a possible player uprising that he was very pleased to address. Amid cries of, bring on the Cardinals and champs at last, Neal was a bit unnerved when the chance moved from bring on the Cardinals to bring on the beer. Apparently, the thirsty Eagles were ready to celebrate, but the stoic coach Neal reminded his team that there was more work ahead and urged the boys not to break training, even for a whiff of a brew. Well, center Alex Wojciechowski said, Please, coach, can't we just have one bottle? And Curly relented a little bit and responded, All right, but on your word of honor and not more than two bottles each. With that requirement understood, everyone on the squad raised their hand to support the coach's mandate that the level of beer sampling would not exceed two bottles each. The Eagles then departed for the train ride back to Philadelphia to begin preparations for the Cardinals. Owner Art Rooney of the Steelers, while dismayed, offered his congratulations to the Eagles and their veteran coach in the Philadelphia Inquirer, saying, I'm sort of glad to see Greasy do it, even though we lost. Greasy's one of my champs. Over in Pittsburgh, the Post-Gazette was unable to hide its disappointment by stating, Not even a Santa Claus, four days before Christmas, could help the Steelers Sunday. But now the Cardinals knew their opponent, a club they had defeated both in the preseason, 38-21, to 
and during the regular campaign, 45 to 21. Would the third meeting be just as successful even on the big stage of the NFL title game? Not so fast, cautioned Luke Johnsos, the assistant coach of the Bears, who said, the Eagles are really rolling now. The Cards will have to be on their toes or they'll get rocked back on their heels. Please join us on December 24th for our next episode of When Football Was Football as we journey back to that date 75 years ago to check in on the plans for both the Eagles and the Cardinals prior to the 1947 NFL Championship battle scheduled for December 28th. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup. Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast is a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick, the publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squires, a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on a Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast.